0: Welcome back To Rhythms of Grace. My name's Nate, and for a little while longer, I'm the executive pastor here at Grace Church. I'm here with Sung Kim, who is uh, the lead pastor. Then we'll just be two ordinary guys. Yeah, we're just going to be, I mean, and for those of you that don't know, and we've put the word out in a lot of other places, uh, I'm in the midst of transitioning off of staff at Grace, although I'm still going to be doing the podcast. Sung and I have some other things that we're still going to be working on together. Uh, But for me, I'm going to focus on family and farm for the next couple years, uh, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new season of my life, um, hearkening back to the the way we started this
1: podcast. And the number really. one question you get asked yeah. as they find out about this transition is... Are you still going to do the podcast?
0: <laughs> we don't care about you being a pastor, but are you going to do it? I am going to do the podcast. This is, this is a, a real source of, of joy for me, and I, I love to be... I love sort of being challenged the way that, that we are with listener questions and uh, thinking through topics, so I'm excited to continue it. Uh, so speaking of, we are in a season called No Easy Answers, and we're um, t- uh, looking at listener questions or Bible passages that are confusing um, or worrying. Uh, what do we have today, Song?
1: You know, so the the thing I've loved about last week's and and this week's and even next week's is more than just an intellectual, how do you understand this passage, yeah. it, it, uh, the questions are much more about... Um, uh, about us living out yep. these questions yep so it's a it's a lived question not just an intellectual question and so um, this person writes John 12:25 says those who love their life will lose it those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life and the question is and it's a great question what if I don't hate my life here yeah is that a problem? Is this because I'm American and not being persecuted? Where does that fit within oh with Paul's admonishment to be content? Does this mean we need to balance being brokenhearted about sin, but also continue to be joyful in God?
0: Man, it is a good question, right? Because in some way, because like she said, uh, you know, Paul s- said, "I've learned to be content in all things," yeah. and he may, just goes through this list of like disasters, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm." I've learned to be content. And then th- how do you contrast that with Jesus saying
1: you got to hate your life? Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, so uh, imagine if this was a sermon and <laughs> or or, or we, I would title this, Why You Should Hate Your Life. Okay. That's what I'm going to name this podcast. <laughs> because it, it's <laughs> like at superficial reading. That's what it seems like. Mm. Well, yeah. And, and like sh- this woman asks, like, well, what if I don't hate my life? What what does that mean? Because and when you look at, I think one thing we need to understand is um, the the context of the words in particular, and okay. then the rest of Scripture. And what
0: was the reference again?
1: John chapter twelve, verse twenty five. Oh, okay,
0: all right. I'm in John twelve. I just missed the verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So yeah, how 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 should we? Um, oh, you missed verse twenty four unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds you got to get the farming metaphors in there so
1: <laughs> you can't just skip over those i thought you were going to say you got to look at the larger context yeah but yes it's true because this verse has great potential to be misunderstood misapplied and even dismissed yeah as like uh, that, see that's why Jesus is not relevant. He doesn't understand, you know.
0: Or, or the, here's another way I've heard it interpreted. I have a good friend of mine who says, anytime I feel like I want to do something, I'm pretty sure God doesn't want me to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like
0: literally, that's a that's one of the ways that he makes decisions. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that
1: sounds horrible. I, I've heard also friends tell me, well, the last thing I want to do is uh, ever in life is go to Africa, so I'm sure God's going to send me to be a missionary in Africa. Man. Right. And that's a very truncated, distorted view of God. Yeah. And and so, you know, does hitting your life mean you're seeking to be as miserable as possible, avoiding anything fun or anything that makes you happy in life in order to like, if you will, like win a spot in heaven? Mm. Like, that's what it seems like. And that's Mm. what she's asking. And so, well, the the more misery, more misery now means more reward later. Mm. That is not what this is saying um well so what is it what is it saying because uh, yeah. yeah what what are your thoughts especially in oh, light man. of the, the previous metaphor of the kernel of, uh, of the seed
0: ah uh, man it's uh i it's uh, it's a good question because literally just this morning i was watching the sunrise and talking to amy about how much i loved my life and so <laughs> <laughs> so now so now i'm not sure exactly what to do with it i mean i would assume that well, here's why don't you just jump in? I'm hoping that you like give us some perspective on what Jesus is actually talking about when he says when he's talking about loving their life and hating their life. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably something there for us to to uh, observe.
1: Yeah, I mean, in one sense love and hate here are figures of speech and you uh, concerning priorities. And you see this a lot in Jesus's uh Talks or sermons or even parables, where mm. and we talked about this earlier in the season. What does it mean to hate your parents? Yeah, right. That's it doesn't, right. It doesn't mean you have this this like vitriolic vengeance against right. your parents. It actually means um, it, it, it's a it's a question of order of affection and okay. loves, and so and again, we don't use the word uh, that way today. But again, we need to understand like what what did it what was the intent of the original audience and the original speaker. Okay. And so here it's it's um um, Jesus is not suggesting that we should, like, abuse ourselves or our bodies. He isn't calling for self-mutilation or sleep deprivation or, or self-flagellation or anything like that. Yeah. You know, and, and this is not mutually exclusive of us enjoying the gifts that God has given us, which is life. And, and Jesus promises, John 10, 10, I've come to give you life mm. and life to the full. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where we need to understand this passage in light of the the, uh, the other things that Jesus says. And so, mm. and so, one way to understand this is um, <clears throat> when when he when it talks about um, uh, so let, let's break down the verse. It, when he says anyone, uh, he's really talking about people who are uh, choosing to follow him, the narrow path, right? Okay. Uh, so anyone who's his follower, who loves their life, that, that that's like. Um, This life here refers to any current version that Jesus may be calling you to trade for uh, uh, in exchange for his abundant life.
0: I mean, it's similar to another episode where we talked about the rich young ruler, where Jesus said, you got to sell everything you have and give it to the poor if you want to come follow me. I appreciate you're keeping all the commands. But again, it's that sort of a thing where it's like, are you willing to sacrifice even this um, that is considered a blessing and is considered a good thing? Yeah. For the life that I have to offer.
1: Exactly. Because when he says who who loves our life, the current life that, that is less than the abundant life God has promised, will lose it, you know, like the, the the life that you have will be lost, but what you will gain is the abundant life that Jesus came and died to give us. Yeah. And then he says, anyone who hates their life in this world, and it's it, it's important to understand that this world applies less to like our lives or this present age. As it does to, and there's various meanings of the word "world" okay. in the New Testament, and in this case, it's not like, well, I must hate everything in the world. I have to hate the fact that I drive a nice car or live in a nice house yeah. or on a seventy-acre farm. It's really, it's really applying to the dominion of darkness. Hmm. So when it says, you know, do not be of the uh, of the world, it's not, you know, uh, it's not saying, well, don't don't live. You know, don't be a part of it. Yeah. But that's how some people interpret it. It, It's saying, no, no, don't give yourselves over to the dominion of darkness. Mm. Um, And so it really takes God's grace to really see that Jesus is offering a life that is far better Mm. and, and richer than the lives that we would even create in our own minds. Yeah. Which... I mean, I do that all the time. Like, God, if I weren't just like, man, like, you know, can, can I just fashion my own life? That, right. that would seem better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that's in my mind, and I just took the time to look it up, there's a very similar passage in Matthew 16. Where where the way that it's described there is Jesus says whoever wants to save their life will lose it whoever loses their life for me will find it and it sounds like you're saying again that makes it makes the priority. Uh, um, uh, argument a little bit clearer, mm-hmm. which is that it's not so much about hating one and loving the other. It's more about, are you willing to give this up? Are you willing to give this up? Are yeah. you willing to lose this in order to, to get more?
1: Yeah. I, I think it also to add to this, loving your life in this world means living with this life only in view. Mm. Right, so we can live for comfort, security, or, or whatever it is, but that's that's only living, A- and that's what Jesus is talking about when he's saying like, "You must hate your life," meaning not like the life he's given you, hmm. but your life uh, under the sun, if you will. That, and that's uh, King Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes. Okay, and so when you think of the Apostle Paul, um, uh, he did did he enjoy his life now uh, as he's suffering? Uh, being beaten and imprisoned, um, Well, he did, he 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 experienced life to the full. He was full of joy even in the midst of suffering. Yeah. But that's that's because he also had in view not only this life, but the life to come. Right. And right. so when you, you so Jesus is saying you're gonna hate if you will your life that is only taking this life in view. So that that's also a, a, another nuance of, of that verse.
0: Yeah, and. Where we draw that line gets is again where, at least in my mind, where it starts to get complicated. I, you know, <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> I mean, I, I can think of, um, yeah. I mean, have you ever been in a place where you felt like God was asking you to give up something that you really loved or enjoyed oh. for something better?
1: Oh. Say, say that again.
0: Were you ever Have you ever been in your, like, where you experienced yeah. God sort of asking you to give up something that you really loved, but something better was?
1: Man, you know, so I'll say this is a continuing journey for me. Um, and, and this is a little bit harkening back to the Enneagram season. But uh, though I'm an eight, I have a lot of seven wing in me. Okay. And so, in other words, I, I try to avoid pain. Yeah. And, and trouble. I just, you know, and, and so continually. And understand when I say this, I say this kind of tongue in cheek. I I hate God for this, Uh, you know, like
0: you're going to get emails about that song.
1: He's always (laughs) calling me because I Mm. want to stay in a place of comfort and ease. Like, and I, uh, you know, and this, this is changing over time, but like, I view trouble as like nuances, Mm. like, 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 uh, um, yeah, like, it's just a nuisance in my life. Like, why is this in my life? Yeah, a- And g- God is always and has been calling me, Sung, exchange your life of comfort and ease and embrace mm. the hardships of this life as a means of me growing you. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Uh, do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the seven in me just, like, wants to just enjoy, well, and this is the irony. I want to enjoy the freedom Mm. of my own choices. Mm -hmm. And yet in his kingdom, freedom only comes from submitting to uh, and embracing hardships as a means of grace. So, I mean, that is a continual thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I don't have quite the same (laughs) perspective on it. And again, I think you can look at it as part of my Enneagram number, which is I'm always trying to like, uh, my tendency is always – to sort of challenge, well, criticize, challenge myself in order to do something better, or wow. fa- you know, so uh, there's always sort of that strive to achieve that makes me willing to live in short-term pain mm-hmm. for long-term gain. Not mm-hmm. always, but it's a little bit easier for me. Yeah. I'm, i you know, I think about some of the choices that Amy and I have made, where uh, in the short term and in the medium term. It has looked real. I mean, I think I've shared this story, but like when we first moved to the farm, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were living in one room with (laughs) us and our four kids. We didn't have running water. The heat wasn't working. It was February. And literally, like we would put out cots and we would sleep and then we would put the cots away and make breakfast. Then we put breakfast away and pull out the kids' school. Like literally, and while they were doing that, I'd be (laughs) off in another part of the house just trying to make a room habitable, right? (laughs) Yeah. And for me... Kind of like living in that short-term pain for long-term gain yeah. was a little bit easier. My wife cried every single time. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I there th- the hardest part for me was living in that, and I I really felt like, what have uh, I done? Like, yeah, yeah. I have what have I done to my family? For me, <laughs> I'm kind of like that's fine. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't need to shower
1: or whatever. Can you, can you tell the story? Because when this happened, I remember I remember thinking like, man, I could not imagine. Uh, so recently, your kid. Your your girls specifically had an experience of a bat in the yeah, room. Yeah,
0: they did. Yeah, we still have uh, bats in. We've tried, man. We've tried so hard to get bats out of the <laughs> attic. But in a big old wooden house and the squirrels chew holes, holes in the siding, and the girls woke up with a bat in the room. Actually, it landed on my daughter and woke her up, <sighs> which the protocol is you have to go and get a rabies shot. So literally this was in a crazy season where my oldest son had just gotten home that day previous from the uh, hospital. Cause he had a, an emergency appendectomy. And so we were finally all there. And then literally that night a bat goes in and my wife took my girls to the ER at 3am to oh. get them their first of their rabies shots. Goodness. And again, like in some ways I, that isn't, that doesn't feel very burdensome to me. It's kind of mm. like, oh, I was just, we were just sort of like laughing about it. Like, this is like, of course, this is just, there are things that I do experience as a burden, but that type of thing, not so much. Okay.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to life, look at life the way Nate sees <laughs> That's life, right. not the way I see life or want to experience life.
0: Don't follow my lead. I have plenty of other things that are <laughs> that make my life hard to follow Jesus in the midst of. But yeah, but so creature
1: comforts, attraction to creature comforts, are, is not one of them. Okay, man. You know, so and this is going a little off topic. I, I go both extremes. Yeah, yeah, because you also got that eight going oh, on. I, I, I cannot have any creature comforts if it's in pursuit of a goal. Yep. I, I to the point of self neglect. Yep. But then it's almost like, hey, as a reward, Mm. I need a season where I'm just gonna (laughs) indulge, (laughs) yeah, indulge indulge my creature comforts, Uh, you know. So, so going back to this topic, I think um, uh, that where Jesus talks about the analogy of a seed, right? The seed has to die in order to fulfill its purpose, Mm. and I think that's also what it's getting at: is God has a purpose in your life. And so if you love your version of life so much more that you cannot fulfill the purpose God has for your life. Yeah. And, and going back to the question, part of the purpose God does have in your life is to live life to the full. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean like, oh, I, I, I have this task or this mission that I need to accomplish. And that's the only thing God wants for my life. No, no. Part of it is living life to the full. But uh, the seed has to die. It's, it's a natural course of, uh, of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Something has to die in order for something greater and better to come alive. Yep. And so the question for us is like, yeah, like there are parts of your life that a, a lot of part of your life that you should love mm-hmm. because God has given to you as a gift. Yeah. But there are probably parts of your life or corners of your heart that you love too much mm-hmm. and you don't want to let go of.
0: I think some of the hardest things are things that for, for a season are or even in this season are good. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about the analogy of wheat, like it's like a good thing. It's not like something is wrong. So it has to die. Yeah. It's like that's just so it It it, I think where I tend to hang on too long um, is when something has been good and uh, and I'm just reluctant, you know, to sort of like, man, I think about how good this was and this is such. But that but prioritizing. God's calling yeah. is what allows you to let those things die and make space for yeah. new things oh man
1: as much as I love change I also experience that too whenever I feel like something is a good thing I'm like mm-hmm. oh why does that have to change yeah.
0: yeah I mean I feel that way about my kids like mm-hmm. I I love every season of my kids and yet I honestly like I mourn <laughs> I mourn the 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 season when they were little mm-hmm. I with just, just so much so much joy and so mm-hmm. much sort of seeing the world through their eyes of wonder. I I grieve that that's gone. But you don't want your kids to stay like a four-year-old forever. You know, you don't. So that's one of those things that has to... I just, like, we sent my two teenagers off to do a job like they have a photography job that they're going off to. And they left at seven in the morning driving in that crazy thunderstorm we had <laughs> this morning. And in my mind, I'm like, I just wish they could still be little and be like safe and we could all just, but that's not really what I want for them. Yeah. You know, like that, that desire to protect and sort of shelter has to die so that they can become independent, responsible, you know, problem solvers. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, again, it's like, Letting go of good things is hard.
1: Yeah. You know, the thing that going back to this verse uh, that just struck me that I I found true in my life Where the first part says anyone who loves and and I'll kind of extrapolate anyone who loves their life that God doesn't intend Mm. will lose it. Mm. And so I found in my own life, too, there are parts of my corners of my heart that I want to hold on to because it's my life. And you think by holding on to it that you'll keep it. Yeah. Man, and again, this is the part, this is also the other part that I quote-unquote hate about God is he he's the hound of heaven. Mm. He will chase you relentlessly, and I love him for that, and I quote-unquote hate him for that. Because mm. there's a part of me like, God, just leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing I find is the part that you want to hold on to, you know, like he lets you hold on to it thinking you're going to keep it. Eventually, man, you lose it.
0: And I think sometimes it's not even that God takes it away. It's that our obsession to keep is in some ways the very thing that will cause us to, to lose something. Yeah. Like if you hyper, fo- you know, if you hyperfocus focus on a relationship, uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to smother it. Yeah. If you if you obsess about, uh, I mean, I don't know, a, a job or an opportunity like you can you can by grabbing on so hard, you can actually end up you know, losing, uh, or another example, like if you so desperately don't want to be like your parents, if that's a part of your (laughs) life that you're holding on to, like I will never be like the likelihood is that in times of stress, you're going to find yourself like right in that spot. So it's not even that God needs to take it. It's like we will, it's like by with, if we aren't holding things loosely in trying to hold them tightly, we will sort of destroy the very thing that we love.
1: Yeah. And, And oftentimes what happens is you As you try to hold on to it, you either keep hitting a wall metaphorically, or spiritually, or emotionally, or there just there there just comes an emptiness Mm -hmm. to holding it, and and that's almost God's natural way of letting us run our natural course that we need to 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 learn. Yeah, and and then it says, "Well, anyone who hates their life that you want to keep will and you actually you you surrender the life that you want to keep." you will actually keep it mm. for eternal life. Mm. And so it is. It's that letting go and, and to embrace something better yeah. and, and more grand that God yeah. has.
0: And there's 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 other ways that that I think the Bible addresses this. Things like um You know, a a man reaps what he sows, Mm -hmm. you know, reaping or sowing is sort of is the the whole metaphor of like putting something where it feels like it's it's not in your barn anymore. It's an analogy again. Yeah, I got to bring it up. (laughs) Um, And uh, isn't there a verse about like, like cast your bread on the waters or something like Uh that? Is that a verse? Am I remembering that? uh pearls to pigs no no i don't know i don't know maybe i'm afraid i'm i'm thinking of like the lyrics to an 80s song which would be (laughs) super embarrassing uh
1: yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about anymore well you you did grab a cup of coffee i did another cup of coffee
0: yeah i did
1: oh it is a bible verse
0: Oh no, it doesn't. right, 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 We're gonna move on. We gotta so, move so on. So ho-
1: hopefully, uh, this answers or helps you understand this question. Um, I almost said her name, um. uh, <laughs> but uh, so so before
0: we before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. here's a question: How do we determine what things um, mm-hmm. we should be? Hating in in the framework of the you know the, the way that we talked about it mm-hmm. versus the the things that we should be loving. Where do we? How do we draw those lines? Mm-hmm. How do we begin to discern those
1: different categories? So that's a great question. I I, th- I think um, it's not so much uh, um, what are those things that you're allowed to love. Um, I think it's more a um, uh, what was I going to say? It's it's more a matter of um, like you could love like your spouse, and you should, and you're called to. but the moment you love them more than God, mm. you've actually stopped loving your spouse. so you you can you should love the gift of food and friendship and family and, and security you You should enjoy and delight in all those things and I know from personal experience when any of those things become the replacement for God so much so that you, you, so like in, in in possessing these things, you no longer think about God or thank God. Mm. Like even if it's a legitimate thing you should delight in, it becomes illegitimate. Mm. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, again, I think sometimes it can be hard to see that in ourselves. (laughs) It's really hard, you know? Um, I mean, this is a part where it like is so helpful to plug surrounding yourselves with good people, yeah, absolutely. um, to help you see those things. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to like, t- I'm a super practical person in some ways. I'm like, how do I know when I'm loving my spouse more than God, for example, <laughs> you know? Um, and I don't, I don't feel like I have a really clear answer on yeah. that. Um,
1: at the same time, and it's really, it's not clear because sometimes the way you love God is by loving your spouse.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's, yeah. So now it gets tricky, right? Because, <laughs> well, okay. So sometimes I think, um, all right, here's one way to think about it. Uh, two, two ways to think about it. One is that in some ways, I think when we stop considering the good things that we have, as both gifts and resources mm-hmm. f- uh, from from the kingdom and for the kingdom mm-hmm. when they move out of that framework and they become like this is mine yeah. this my bank account balance is mine yep. or you know um my whatever this is m- this opportunity is mine mm-hmm. uh that's where i think you start to realize you can start to discern that you're like loving your life. And that's in a different spot, you yeah. know, because the, the very same action towards a spouse could be on either side of that line, mm-hmm. right? Like going on a date with your spouse could be uh, because you're trying to like hold it tightly, or it could be because you're sewing into right. a relationship in a way that, that is bringing about the good things that God wants for you. So um, that's one way that I think. So it's not bottom. the behavior. So there it's, it's right. not like right, right, there's right. a
1: specific behavior that will tell you. That you're loving the gift more than the giver. Right, right. And that's what makes it so hard is because it it, it is about motivation and posture. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, then the other thing that I thought of, and this applies, I guess, mostly to people, um, not necessarily like resources or whatever, but when you aren't thinking about that relationship in terms of how are how are you walking with that person towards deeper intimacy with God? Mm -hmm. Like if that is gone from the way that you think about your marriage or parenting or your coworkers or your family, that is a sign that maybe you are on a side of of, of a line that is no longer sort of, um, yeah, you, you're just not thinking you're, you're loving your life in, in the way God did not intend. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think about that again, it's, it's a, it's low, it's low hanging fruit, right. But with three teenagers, you know, it can be easy for me to, to think like, I want them to do this because I'm sick and tired of the kitchen always being messy. (laughs) Right. And that, that can be, if I lean into that too hard, that's again, that's about me. That's me saying, I want my own comfort. I want uh, my space to look this way, whatever, versus saying, I need to like lean into responsibility with my kids. I need to teach them what it means to be a part of a team. I need to sort of um, guide them in responsibility. That's a totally different framework for, again, the exact same behavior. Yeah. So that's one way that I that I think we could discern.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, and it makes me think of um, a book that I read back in college uh, called The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. He has a... Cha- and. I remember this like it was yesterday. Chapter two is, is a chapter called The Blessedness of Possessing Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of go, uh, outlines Abraham's story, which, um, which I'm sure when, when we hit the Old Testament, this would be a question of like, how, how could God could command Abraham to do this? Yeah. But uh, you, you imagine is an old guy. Um, he's promised a son uh, through which he's going to have uh, this whole g- generations and generations of people, uh, of uh, descendants after him. The, the promised son finally arrives. And um, he just loves the son mm-hmm. to the point of uh, potential idolatry. Mm. And so God asks him to surrender his son to God in, in a radical kind of way. And, um, and he does. A- and something changes in Abraham at that moment that wasn't there before and god had to kind of bring out yeah and nothing has changed on the outside but now uh instead of owning his son or or his son owning him like you know uh his son no longer has that hold on him the the other part of that chapter two talks about how Abraham was this rich man. Mm-hmm. He had sheep and land and, you know, acres and acres of land. And he was so rich. A- a- and this kind of goes back to some other questions we asked about, like, you know, camel going through the eye of a needle. How could it be so rich? And yet, because of the way he surrendered some of those Treasures in his heart, whether it's wealth and possessions or relationships, <clears throat> because he surrendered them, and that, and that's why this chapter is called the blessedness of possessing nothing. He he possess, and it, he's A, A. W. Tozer says something like like he possessed everything, hmm. yet he possessed nothing.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That is so good, and and it's so much. <clears throat> in some ways, that's not in in some ways that is so much harder than just like a rule like Christians shouldn't have more than this much in their bank account or this many square feet in their house. Um, Man, that is, that's challenging. It's challenging because it requires sort of continual uh, self-reflection. Yeah. You know, at at no point, at no point can we just sort of say, well, I'm just, now I don't need to think about it anymore. Now I don't need to analyze my priorities. Now I don't really need to worry about what I have or what I give away that 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 responsibility really never goes away. No, as no. a person of faith. No,
1: let me close with this, and and this is um, wait, before
0: you close because okay. I think it's going to be good. I want to say something that isn't very good, but I just want to <laughs> okay. say, "Cast your bread upon the waters" is in Ecclesiastes uh, uh, eleven one. So I was remembering that right. not uh, not in not that eighty uh, song, not "Candle in the Wind" about Princess Di.
1: <laughs> 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 uh and this is you know let me make a a book recommendation if you haven't read pursuit of god by aw tozer read it the chapters are super short and at the end of each chapter this is perhaps one of the best parts he 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 um says a prayer and i'm going to uh share the prayer that at the end of the chapter of the blessedness of possessing nothing and i remember as as a 19 year old kid this just ripped my heart out in a good way And it continues to do so. Um, uh, But he says, Father, I want to know thee, but my cowardly heart fears to give up its toys. I cannot part with them without inward bleeding, and I do not try to hide from thee the terror of the parting. I come trembling, but I do come. Please root from my heart all those things which I have cherished so long and which have become a very part of my living self so that thou mayest enter and dwell there without a rival. Thou shalt, then shalt thou make the place of thy feet glorious. Then shall my heart have no need of the sun to shine in it, for thyself will be the light of it, and there shall be no night there in Jesus' name. The whole inward bleeding, oh, like that that's the work God does in all of us. It's mm-hmm. good.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Rhythms of Grace. Hope you'll join us next week when we tackle yet another difficult-to-answer question from the New Testament.